You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to a second Garibaldi Red of the week as we look forward to Nottingham Forest's long-awaited return to the Premier League after their 23-year exile as they head to Newcastle United for the first game of the season. We'd like to be joined by special special guests to look ahead to that game in the form of BBC Radio 5 Live football commentator Ian Dennis as 5 Live uh, uh, full live coverage of the game on national radio, which is a bit of a a departure for Forest, certainly after so long in the Championship. So it's exciting for us and hopefully it's exciting for Ian. Ian, how are you? I'm very well, Matt. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, good, thank you. Good. Uh, before we start recording, I was telling you a weird story about a small animal that's freaks me out in my back garden, but people don't need to hear about that. Although if I break off to take a photo of it, then uh, I'll post it in the comments after this. Um, yes, so Forest at St. James's Park for a, a big game. I mean, is you never get bored of your job, I'm sure, but is it nice to see a different team and a different kind of prospect for the Premier League in the shape of Forest this year? Absolutely, yeah, and and, a, and an established side as well. I mean, I know in the past we've had clubs such, such as a, a Bournemouth or a Burnley, who um, obviously uh, been a bit of a surprise package, if you like. You think back to to Sean Dyche um, when he first took over and got them into 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 Europe, and and Eddie Howe, who did very very well at uh, at Bournemouth, but for, for Nottingham Forest with their stature. In the uh, in the game, I mean, I can still remember the the heyday of uh, of Brian Clough um, as a youngster growing up, and it's been a long, long wait for them to be back in the top flight. Uh, I was just saying to you before we came on air, I'm surprised that it's not a television game. Mm. I think the way that Newcastle finished last season, and the fact that Forest are back in the big time, I thought that one of the TV companies might have picked it up, but it's Radio 5's game because it'll be our three o'clock commentary in addition to our goal service on Saturday. What are you expecting from Forest? Maybe over the course of the season, they've obviously got the history and the heritage, but they were a much changed team through necessity after losing so many players who were on loan, who got promoted at Wembley. Twelve new signings thus far, and maybe the prospect for more. Are they a Norwich or a Watford, or are they, or they a Brentford, or maybe a Leeds or the Sheffield United of a couple of years ago? I think they might be a surprise package. Um, if you look back over, I mean, I can still remember in the mid nineties. Newcastle United as a promoted side, doing well. Forest in 95, finishing third as a promoted team. I think those days have gone. But I do think that Nottingham Forest with Steve Cooper, who I think I've got a, a lot of time for, a lot of respect for, for what he's achieved as a manager and a coach. I think Nottingham Forest could be a surprise package. I think it's very, very hard now for a promoted side to try and go beyond uh, 10th. And above, I know Leeds have done it, and the Bielsa, Sheffield United under Chris Wilder. Not many have done that. Probably Wolves, the exception as well, in the last 10, 11 years. So I think that's if Nottingham Forest can establish themselves this year, I think they'll have done very, very well. But I do, I do believe they'll be a surprise package, and I don't envisage them going straight back down. The small animals outside. This is weird. You've I got know. to take a photo. Oh, well, I've got a good look at it. It's some kind of long-necked, weird rodent thing. Right, this is the strangest moment you've had an interview for a while, so if it comes back... I'm more, I'm more intrigued to see what it is. <laughs> it's run off again. I hope it's not living in my sheds. That's going to properly freak me out next time I go in my shed. My missus won't go in it, so now I'll be scared to go in it as well. Did he um, get the evidence? Did he get the photographic evidence? No, it's scarpered. It's going to come back again. Um, yeah. 
sorry, distracting terribly for, for yourself and everyone who's listening. Um, who are you looking forward to seeing from Forest? I know you haven't seen too much of them, because your focus on the Premier League, but they've got players who've got a burgeoning reputation. Are there any you're particularly looking forward to seeing this season? Yeah, uh, Teo Awinni. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, good question. We've been debating this. We think it's Awinni. Yeah. Awinni. Uh, right. Okay. But I know they've dipped into the German market. Mm. Um, and I've seen a lot of Lewis O'Brien um, when he was at Bradford and, and obviously at Huddersfield. Uh, Nico Williams as, a, as, as the right back as well. Jesse Lingard, who I know has polarised opinion since his arrival, and Dean Henderson. So they've made some good signings. But it's those from the, from the German transfer market and uh, I didn't realise that Liverpool actually signed him seven years ago until I looked mm. at him you know and he had a number of moves away from Anfield on loan uh, but I just think that with his strength and his pace and his, his movement in behind uh, and obviously his goal scoring record is not not to be you know uh, I think that's a very good record that he had in the Bundesliga last year I think he could be I've actually put him in my fantasy football team I think ah, he, could, okay. he, he could be one of those uh, differentials, I think is what they uh, they say, the experts. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in the flesh. Uh, there's no Forest players in my FPL team. We've got a league, we talk about it in a bit. I haven't got anyone yet. I think, yeah, him and Brennan Johnson might might migrate into it, depending how they settle. Um, what are you expecting from Newcastle then? Because obviously they've got so much wealth behind them now. They haven't gone mad in the transfer window. No. I wonder, is, is this potentially a good time to catch them a bit cold with the weight of expectation still from the fans? Yeah, I think so. And also, they've, they've been frustrated in the transfer market. So they're looking to try and, and add creative attacking players between now and the window. Um, so in addition to last year, they've only added the goalkeeper Pope and Botman. So I think in that respect, it's a good time to play them. And as you say, as, as well, the weight of expectation, all the pressure is going to be on Newcastle United in this game. Um, if you look at the way that they finished last year, um, only Liverpool and Manchester City scored more points in the final 19 games of the Premier League last season. So Newcastle United supporters will be thinking of European football. I think the Champions League is unrealistic. But if they can finish in the top eight, I think Eddie Howe will have done well and will have built on where he took them last year. But um, I think I think it'll be a good time for, for Forrest to go to St. James's Park um, and see what they can get. I guess there's some Forest fans who don't watch much Premier League football, you know, conversely to the, the Newcastle fans who won't see anything of, champ of, of Forest in the Championship. For Forest fans who haven't seen much of Newcastle, I mean, who are the players that you think Forest need to watch out for in this game? Well, Bruno Guimaraes did well last year mm. um, and I think he'll have adapted as well. I mean, the fact that it's going to be his first full season in the Premier League, he'll have benefited from his outing in the second half of last season. But in an attacking sense, Alan San Maximan is just somebody, anybody who's going to St. James's Park, you will know when he's he's on the, on the ball because he takes you to the edge of your seat. He's such an, a, a cavalier type of player so adventurous uh, and he's just he can do anything at times you wonder if he doesn't even know what he's doing so he is without doubt one of the most exciting players but I just think the atmosphere is going to be something to to savour at the weekend I mean St James's Park is always one of those stadiums that you've got a cracking atmosphere uh, allied to that with the forest travelling support being back in the Premier League I think it's going to be a really really good occasion 
Mm, true, true. What are the mistakes you think promoted teams make early season in terms of tactics and the way they go about these games? Are there any pitfalls that you see in terms of, I guess, Norwich were a bit cavalier last season? Is that a risk or can you be too defensive, do you think, from what you've seen in commentating on games? I don't think uh, you can be too cavalier. I think the one thing that you do get picked up is it's, it's ruthless, the nature of the Premier League. And when I'm looking at teams to survive, I'm looking at who's going to score them the goals. Uh, if you don't score 40 goals in a season, you're going to struggle. So I'm looking at, you know, the teams who Forrest will try and finish above. And of the teams who were knocking around the relegation pitcher last year, Everton, uh, Southampton, Leeds United, will Brentford suffer a second season syndrome along with the, the other two clubs that Forrest came up with. So I'm thinking who's going to score those 40 goals to try and keep Forrest away. The other thing I do think of is that when you do start well, and we've seen it with a number of clubs, even going back as far as Hull City in the days of Phil Brown, the adrenaline after a while, uh, clubs then start to suss teams out. Mm. And so whilst you can get off to a really good start, which is imperative in any in any league campaign, regardless of the Premier League, I do think the Premier League, you get, you get found out very, very quickly. So I, you see a number of sides that start well but then struggle to pick up points in the second half of the season but I think that um, in Steve Cooper I think Forrest have got a real gem in their manager I think I think he'll go to the, the very top I think what he's achieved he's got that fine line of belief and humility uh, he seems to improve players which is always a good thing as a coach he's been a success wherever he's been and I think with Nottingham Forest if they were to finish anywhere outside the bottom three, it would be considered a success. But I do think they'll probably be higher than that. Do you think he's a potential England manager? He's obviously got links with the FA. So he's, yeah. is, is he of that ceiling, you think? Yeah, I do. I think the way that he he communicates with his players, I think the fact that he's had success at the youth level with England, with the under-17s as well, will stand him in good stead as those players go up through the various stages. But yeah, I do. I, I, I think he's um, he's a super manager. Um, and I think the way that he handles himself as well, you know, I saw that he had that open letter to the Forest fans. Um, we obviously met at the FWA dinner in Birmingham last year. Mm. And the fact that he'd sent a letter to the organisers apologising how he couldn't be he couldn't be there. I see very similar traits with um, his dignity in with Gareth Southgate. Because Gareth Southgate is a first-class gentleman, uh, you know, and the way he treats people. And I think when you treat people with respect, very similar to how Steve Cooper does, I think um, people respond to that. Yeah, I think you're right. We've mentioned it on the podcast before in terms of, of that. And also he's he's got a tactical awareness as well that I think might stand him in good stead. Um what do you make of the Jesse Lingard signing? It's it's out of the norm for a promoted team to go to go big in the sense of wages. There's no transfer fee, and obviously Lingard attracts a big kind of following in the media in terms of the amount of coverage it's had. It's generated a lot of negative coverage and a lot of positive as well. I guess. What do you yeah. make of it? Well, I realised that had West Ham United not refused to meet his de his demands, he'd be in London. But I think from a a newly Premier League club coming up. I've got to say, it fair play to Nottingham Forest for, for, for going out and bringing him to the club. 
I only hope that Forrest's faith in Jesse Lingard is repaid. Uh, repaid in two ways. One, that he scores the goals and delivers the performances that he did when he was in his loan spell at West Ham United. But secondly, that he then goes on and stays at Nottingham Forest, should Forest stay up and establish themselves as a Premier League club and, and doesn't use it as a as a a twelve month sabbatical. Uh, that's what that's what I hope for. Um if Forrest can get him playing as he as he can do, as we saw at West Ham United, he could make make well make the difference. Um but we'll have to wait and see. Um but he's a player who I was fascinated by the debate that polarised the opinions of many in the media as to why he went to Nottingham Forest. And you see many clubs who go into the Premier League and we've seen Norwich and we've seen Fulham in the past castigated for not spending money. And yet Forest have spent money in bringing a player on a free transfer and and Forrest were, you know, there's a lot of people who seem to be critical of the move. If West Ham didn't want to spend the money, then that's West Ham's prerogative. Um, but Nottingham Forest have. And I just hope that um, from the club's point of view, really, and the supporters, that Lingard does stay longer than the 12 months. Mm. Have you seen much of Brennan Johnson so far or, or has he escaped you? No, I have. I've saw him on. I've seen him in the flesh for, um, for Wales as well. Um, mm. And obviously there's been a lot of Premier League interest when Forest were a championship side, you know, I think Brentford were, were looking at him. Other clubs have had a look at him as well. Um, I saw him in June, Wales against Ukraine down in Cardiff. Mm. And I think he's he's a he's a player that will, I think, do quite well in the uh, in the Premier League. But in particular, mm. uh, Awuni. We'll get the pronunciation correct before Saturday. I was going to say, get it right before Saturday. I don't know. You might be right. Who knows? We've had Awanee and Awanee. So, um, I think on the Bundesliga TV, someone said they said Awanee. So right. um, we'll see. But yeah, he looks good. He's supposed to be a, a good player in the dressing room as well. So hopefully he does well. Now, I know you're speaking to my colleague from the Newcastle Chronicle uh, shortly after this. So I'll check to see what you say to him in answer to this question. But if I was to press you for a prediction on the game for Saturday... What would you go for? I might go for a draw. I'm not, <laughs> not sitting on the fence, but I, I, I think that I can see Forrest scoring. I, mm. I do think that Forrest are going to are going to surprise a, a number of teams this year in the Premier League. So um, I'm, I'm going to go for a score draw. Do you still still think they're a surprise even with the Arsenal and Liverpool and Leicester games? So it was a cup competition still don't matter. You think it's not going to influence the thinking of Premier League clubs too much yet? No, I just think that there's a momentum behind Nottingham Forest, and I think in particular the we saw that how competitive they are in the cup games. But I would imagine that the first few games at the City Ground, that feel good factor is going to remain. I mean, I would love to be as a spectator at the at the first home match because I just think the atmosphere will be cracking and I think the players will thrive on that and I know they've made a number of additions which they obviously as you say they had to from last year but I just think Forest are going to be really really well equipped to be a, a surprise package I think they'll be quite attacking I think they'll go at teams and uh, and I think as well that cramped nature of the city ground I think will will make it a venue where teams will not necessarily enjoy going mm. What's it like to commentate at? They're rebuilding the stand in the couple next couple of years, so it might, you might not get many more goes there. Is it a bit of a nightmare? 
It has been in the past. Uh, <laughs> I've got to say, back in the day, we used to have a booth uh, just to the right of the press box, which was perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was great. But the last time I was there, funnily enough, actually, I think it was against Newcastle in a in a League Cup tie. But um, there were, appeared to be some scaffolding that just dropped down into your eye line. Mm. And it, it, it wasn't great. So I've, I've got to say, I hope the press facilities have improved. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, I, I remember going back to the city ground when the, the away end was just, you know, the Trent end was open-ended terrace. So, yes, yeah, I, you know, I, my memories of the city ground go, go back a long, long way. So I've seen how it's been de- developed. And I know that you've got to meet certain criteria for the, uh, for the Premier League. So I'm sure it'll be up to scratch. But um, whenever it is, I'll look forward to returning. returning yes, back. they've certainly put a lot of work in. As we say, there's a new stand coming. So, yeah, that should be good. Right, you can catch the whole game uh, from 3 o'clock on 5 Live. Although I guess coverage starts at 12 with uh, Mark Chapman. I don't know. Would you know that yet? Yeah. yeah, Mark Chapman and guests. I would imagine that Alan Shearer would be one of them. Um, I think we've as well, we've got a, an All About Nottingham Forest uh, special. Uh, on BBC Sounds as well, that Darren Fletcher's been busy interviewing all and sundry. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that as a as a rival, of course, to this good, very good podcast. Well, it's funny you should mention that. I tweeted how good that that looks, and you mentioned Fletch, who um, you'll know well, is on the the episode next week reviewing the Newcastle game. So he's going to join us with one of the fan regulars. So uh, yeah, catch us then. We might be back on Friday with another guest. Um, and one last thing I should plug, apologies to Ian for this. Um, I'm going to put a link in the comments for a form where you can send your good luck messages to the players. Worker asked me to plug that. So, yeah, do catch us on either Friday or Monday with Fletch. Ian, thank you very much for joining us. See you at the weekend. Yes, yes. Let, uh, let, let me know red. what your, uh, your mystery animal was as well. I'm, as soon as we finish this, I'm going outside with the iPhone camera hunting slightly timidly, hoping it doesn't come at me, even though it looks like it's about three inches tall. Right. Thank you, everyone. And we shall catch you soon.